0: Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of PreReal, and over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now, getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome to the Pre-Real Podcast. We're joined today, folks, by Jeffrey Donis. He's the managing partner at Donis Investment Group. We were just chatting offline uh, about the market and what we're seeing out there and some of the opportunities and challenges. Jeffrey, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today.
1: Of course. I appreciate you having me on, James. It's a pleasure. Uh, I think we connected on Instagram. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to see how I can add value to your audience.
0: Uh, I'm wondering what your journey has been like. Have you found the community to be ingratiating and, and, yeah?
1: Yeah, no, I've been a part of, thankfully, and, and, um, you know, I've been fortunate to have been a part of multiple different mastermind groups at various different, uh, I guess, niches and kind of parts of my journey. Um, It's been amazing every step of the way, and I continue to look for more groups to join but everyone's been, you know, accepting us with open arms, and by us, I I work with my two brothers, so I have a twin brother and an older brother, Um, and we're young, we're uh, obviously hungry, but in regards to our background, we don't necessarily come from money and things like that, so when we go into these groups, a lot of people might be intimidated if they come from a similar background or have similar limiting beliefs that they've had to overcome, um, it can be kind of difficult to jump into this space knowing where you come from. But for us, it's really been a lot easier to do that when there's so many people looking to help. And as a young person, it seems like all the other people are looking to pour into us. So it's been nothing but uh, blessings.
0: Clearly, you're you're young, you're energetic. I love it. Um, was it family? Was it the older brother that led you down the path of real estate? Where did the, the passion come from initially?
1: Yeah, so I love that question. So like The passion itself. Um, that's a different, for me, that's a different, I can give you a different answer for that than how we got into it. So uh, if you don't mind, I'll give you the first, the first part. In regards to how we got into it, my older brother was the first one to come across wholesaling and he found it on um, YouTube. He was just watching The Breakfast Club one day while he was in his college dorm room. Uh, have you heard of the show? Sure. Yeah, and a guy named Mark Witten was on talking about wholesaling. And Mark, Mark is a, he's an African-American guy, comes from a low income background. And that attracted and kind of was something that my brother can relate to. We're Hispanic. Uh, we come from a low-income background, single mother. So we were like, okay, well, this individual on this TV is making a lot of money. And he's he was pointing at the screen saying, if you're out there and, you know, you're, you come from nothing and you want to make a lot of money or be successful and build a life by design, this is a business that you can do because I can do it. Um, so my brother started looking into it. He told us about it. Um, and the first book my brother read was Rich Dad Poor Dad. He kept telling us, you have to read this book. I didn't read it until I went to Guatemala for the first time with my whole family. Um, That's where my mom is from, as I mentioned. And when I got there, I realized the humble beginnings that my mom comes from. And she wasn't, I used to think she was exaggerating because she'd always give us these crazy stories about her having to walk for water and her having to take care of all her siblings and having to heat up water if she wanted to like take a shower because there's no hot water. And then I went there and I had to do all those things. And I was like, wow okay she wasn't lying and this is actually legit and I was taking everything I had here for granted even though she was telling me that it's hard to actually understand what she's saying until you're in her shoes right so came back and after that point we were like no more paralysis analysis we're going to take action so um, we all got into it at the same time but my brother learned about it first now in regards to the passion I grew up playing soccer I've always been competitive um, and I used to play at a pretty high level so uh, I, I'm the kind of person that, like, I, like you said, we both already, I'm assuming you have the same exact trait where you just have a lot of energy. I love to win. Um, I like to, to, to see progress every single day. That's why I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I, I love the idea of winning um, and then just trying to like go towards my absolute best potential every single day. That's really what drives me. Um, I don't know what it is and it's hard to put like a word on it, but I have wise, like my goal is to retire my mother. That's the first thing. Um, so that really does drive me. But if I were to say like truly where my passion comes from, there's just something inside that it's like a burning desire to, to be great in all aspects of life uh, that and a factor and an external reflection of that is through my business.
0: Uh, so let's talk about the portfolio. Uh, the goal, yeah. I believe, is a, a
1: thousand units by 21. Is that correct? Well, that's interesting that you bring that up because <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly when. Yeah. Did you, did you hear about my goal? Cause I kind of reminded me, I, I we hit a thousand uh, last month Funny. thank you. Thank you. Uh, Good it's stuff. pretty funny that you say that because uh, I must've put that somewhere. You see, I, we, I write things down all the time. And- <laughs> we do our homework before we get here. So yeah, I'm glad that that happened to <laughs> yeah. you, man. Awesome. Thank you. I turned 21 in September. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, in regards to the portfolio, we uh, we're co-sponsors on those deals. So, i uh, been four deals in uh, the Southeast that we closed on uh, alongside our partners in a little over a thousand and we're under contract on our, our fifth deal that we, we uh, sourced ourselves. These are all multifamily deals, hundred plus units. Uh, we target BC class properties. Um, personally, we'll source deals out of Atlanta and North Carolina. Uh, and on the co-sponsorship side, we've co-sponsored deals in Atlanta, Jacksonville, Florida, and Waco, Texas. Um, so It's been awesome and I credit it to to first and foremost God, but also uh, we have some awesome um, team members that uh, we've leveraged their experience and they've given us the opportunity to partner with them. So uh, definitely a lot of mentors that have helped us get get to this point.
0: So uh, is it the goal for your group, your brothers to become the lead sponsor on deals? Is that where you're headed or are you very comfortable uh, in the more passive side of it?
1: Great question. So on this deal, we have under contract, which um, I'm not going to say any other information on it. But uh, we 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 do. Um, You're learning quick, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. But just to kind of get like uh, to be transparent, but transparent where it's like not crossing any lines, right? Yeah. Um, we definitely are running lead on this one. Um, we found it ourselves. We're obviously bringing on partners to help us with key key roles like asset management, and we're going to partner on the asset management, we're going to do the asset management ourselves. But we understand that it's awesome. And the amazing thing about this space is you can leverage other people for everything. So we're having a partner that has more experience than us, that's going to help us with the asset management. And we also have a partner that's going to be a KP. So certain rules like that, that maybe we couldn't do by ourselves, we're leveraging other people to do that in exchange um, for, you know, equity in the deal and all that. So they're definitely getting value out of it. And so are we.
0: How did you land where you landed, essentially?
1: Yeah, so um, we live in North Carolina, so I would I would first and foremost say it's geographically uh, geographically it makes the most sense to to go to the markets that we're in. So I live here in Raleigh-Durham, the Raleigh-Durham area, which is why we we look here. We look in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Charlotte, and then also Atlanta is a market that we're in, and it's only six hours from my house. It's an amazing market. Um, and we were already co-sponsors on a deal there. So uh, that's why we chose those markets. Uh, also, at the end of the day, it's where you're getting deal flow, right? So my brother was just getting deal flow out of Atlanta, uh, and North Carolina is where we want to be because we love North Carolina, one. It's an amazing market, two. We live here. Uh, we grew up here, too. Like My brother went to school at UNCG, which is like 45 minutes from where we live. Um, my twin brother went to Chapel Hill. So we grew up all around this area. We, we know the market very well since we grew up here. Um, I grew up playing soccer in North Carolina. So I travel all these places growing up. And now I get to look for apartments there, which is pretty cool. Um, that's why I, I love the market of exactly where we are. But that's how we landed on those.
0: As the cycle changes, do you think that yeah. those secondary markets are going to continue to see growth? Uh,
1: I do. I think it depends on where you're asking. So well, I, I can only speak on the markets that I, I am involved in. Um, so Atlanta and the North Carolina, we honestly look in mainly primary markets like Charlotte, Raleigh-Durham and then Atlanta, and it might. I guess you're. It's all subjective in regards to primary, but in my opinion, those are primary, um, and those are, are. We're still continuing to see increase in population. Uh, I don't see why people would stop. Um, look at the uh, the in, in in population growth in regards to Atlanta specifically. Uh, that's continuing to go up. There was an article that came out last week that it was uh, ridiculous numbers in regards to the amount that it was increasing. I don't remember the exact number. I want to say around eighteen percent. But those are numbers that we, I, I still expect to, to continue seeing. I do I think Atlanta is not in like a New York in regards to um, where those markets are at, right? It's very, very far from that. So I do think people will still continue to move there. And also I, people follow the jobs, right? So as jobs continue to move into these certain markets, I do expect to see the same population uh, of people that are, are, are looking, and it, it might slow down a little bit um, as these things start to like fizzle out and the dust starts to settle. But I, I do think, Things like COVID happened, and that's why we saw that increase in people coming from New York down to the Southeast. As COVID goes away, maybe people start to move back. Um, but at the end of the day, these are amazing places to live in comparison to New York. It's a lot more affordable. Uh, and at the end of the day, that's where jobs are going. Uh, a lot of these big companies, are like like Tesla, for example, they're moving to Texas away from California. So these are things that I do expect to continue happening.
0: We're, we're headed into um, what I believe is going to be a, a, a significant amount of time of continued right raising interest rates so i'm curious um how does that impact the investment strategy for your team uh both in the short and long term
1: yeah so short term in regards to uh how we approach deals uh we're obviously a little bit more picky so we've honed in on the criteria in regards to what deals we're looking for so vintage wise. Um, the, you know, we, in the past, we were open to doing 60 deals, um, you know, properties built in the 1960s. Now we're very, really, really uh, keen on 1975 and newer um, for various reasons, which we can get into. In regards to the class, we're looking for C plus closer to B minus um, properties in great locations, either A markets or uh, B plus areas. Um, and also in regards to markets, we've honed in, as I already spoke about, just on Atlanta, and just on North Carolina uh, because we're very confident in those areas, especially during these uncertain times. Um, When it comes down to the financing aspect of it, uh, we have, I I do leverage and uh, kind of love having this awesome sponsorship team around me because they have a lot more experience than I do. My partner has over 25 years worth of experience and over a billion assets under management. So although I haven't personally been through that many cycles, I know he has, obviously he's been alive a lot longer than I have. So fortunately uh, he's been able to survive these cycles and learn a lot of lessons and valuable lessons from them. So we we do leverage that Um, in regards to the types of debt we're looking at. The deal is is obviously going to depend on the deal. Um, So a lot of people in the space that I looked up to are pushing for, you know, anyone in their audience to get fixed rate debt over the long-term. So that way, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with interest rates. No one does, but uh, in regards to the fed and the predictions of them continuing to rise a rate or increase interest rates, If you have fixed rate debt, obviously that will protect you from that. Now, my only concern with that is if you uh, fix a, you know, if you're locked into a high interest rate today, and let's say you're planning on being into that debt for 10 years or let's say six years, whatever your business plan is, um, now you have no chance of it coming back down. Let's say it's 6% right now, and you're 10, uh, let's say you're two in two years that Fed drops rates back down to 3% or 4%, you're kind of out of luck, right? Like you can't go back down if you're fixed. So that's the only thing, and prepayment penalties are obviously very expensive to sell any earlier. So for us, we're, we're not necessarily opposed to doing bridge debt or um, fixed rates it, in long-term debt. It just depends on the deal. Certain deals like value-add plays, it has to meet a certain DCR uh, debt service coverage ratio for that to even be considered for long-term permanent agency debt. So if the deal just doesn't make sense in regards to going with the fixed rate debt, then we're not necessarily opposed to doing bridge debt as long as we're confident in the market and we are, are buying the property at a low enough price where we can calculate uh, rate caps and all that. And obviously um, we do want the three-year bridge loan with a plus one, plus one option to extend in the case that we're not able to get that uh, refinance year three, let's say that's a business plan for that. Um, then we have the option to extend if need be. Now, obviously the property has to be performing um, to be able to qualify for that extension, but that's, that's the goal, right? For the property to, to perform.
0: I love it. it. It sounds like you've got, a hell of a vision and a hell of a goal here. Um, And I have no doubt that you're going to hit your marks, man. I love the energy. Uh, You have an interesting uh, book. It's a free ebook on the site. um, How to not go bankrupt. uh, Five mistakes that new investors make. Could you spend a couple of minutes on that for the audience and tell them where they can find it?
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, my my brother was the one that made it, so credit to, you know, to all of, of his hard work um, putting that together for you all, but it's pretty much just um, a, a list of mistakes that a lot of passive investors make. Now, when you're looking at an investment opportunity, a lot of times some of these sponsors may not be doing a great job of just educating you on all the risks, um, and maybe you're new to it, right? So you don't understand all the questions you should ask, or there's certain things that the pitfalls you'd like to avoid then this would be a great resource for you. You can go to uh, www.donisinvestmentgroup.com backslash playbook. And you spell my last name, D-O-N-I-S. So it's Donis playbook, sorry, donisinvestmentgroup.com backslash playbook.
0: Jeff, what's the, what does success look like for you? Is there an ultimate finish line? What, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so I, I think um, success is, is it's something that like um, Matthew McConaughey, who is someone that is like in the Hollywood scene. He once said at a Grammy, uh, when he was giving his Grammy speech, acceptance speech, he said, "My dream, the dream person, and the person I look up to is the person I'll become in 10 years." So every every time I win an award or every year that changes, and that person is still 10 years away all the time. And for me, that's really the way I look at it. So I honestly don't think I'll ever meet, meet all of my goals. Um, and as we spoke before, my initial goal before 21 was 1000 units. And I, I I knew this was going to happen. Like I had manifested this, just in regards to like me writing it down every single day. I was like, I have a feeling like this is going to happen a lot sooner. I had no idea how that was going to happen, by the way. Like when you write these goals down, it's just, just you write it down because you think it's crazy. That's what, you know, people like Grant Cardone tell you to do Write it down. It's crazy as it is. And it happens so much faster. I'm like, okay, what's the, the next crazy thing that I can write down, right? Because it seems to work. So. Um, and for me, it's always going to be further and further, but right now, the first step is to retire my mom. Um, want to do that the right way with passive income, not active income, um, active income is money that you make for putting your know, time in, but we want to take that money that we make for putting the time in and then invest that into our own investments and other investments that will produce passive income. So that way it's something that's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I guess scalable and we do it correctly where. We're not necessarily just burning the money and it's it's something that can only roll and roll and can last forever. So we want to do that first.
0: Jeff, I, I wish you all the best in the world. Where Where is the best place for people to learn more about you and to contact you?
1: Yeah, so feel free to visit our website at www.donisinvestmentgroup.com. Uh, check out our podcast, The Real Estate Monopoly on all podcast aggregators. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeffrey Donis. And then on our uh, brother's account, it's Donis Brothers on LinkedIn. I'm sorry, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and then Instagram as well.
0: Uh, Again, nothing but the best. Congratulations on the success. Congratulations on hitting your goal. Jeffrey Donis, everybody, check them out. The Donis Investment Group, as always, all the links are below. And everybody, please stay safe.